Okay, we continue the Rucha Shurim. Um, Shurim for Chaydish Tamuz have been sponsored anonymously. Lunishmas, my mother, Harina Kaparis Mishkaba, Hinda Bashmul Akayan, and my Shver Zachan Lebracha of David Tzvi, Menor of Chayim Zatzal. Okay, now we are talking about the concept of Mekach Taus, and um, we're now moving on to the next Chaylek. Which is called Nidunim Nidainim Shainim Edim Mekachtois means various halachas um, in regards to Mekachtois. So we're starting from page sixty-eight. Um, last time, last two times, we qualified the difference between Ainon and Mekachtois, and on Monday we talked about how that plays a role in different halachas. How you clearly see, because there was no meeting of the minds, that has ramifications in numerous ways. Now we're going to talk about other halachas of Mekachtois. So on page 68, we have here the Shulchan Aruch and Reish Lamed Beis, Si'if Yod Aleph. HaMoycher Beheim Lechaveru Litovcha. Someone sells an animal to his friend for the purpose of shechting it. And now those animals could be used for work or the for shechita. So he bought it for shechita. B'shochta v'nim tzestrefa. It's a classic case of a, of a mum. He shechted it and he found when they did the bedikas that it was a trefa. So now, if it's known definitively that it was for sure a trefa at the time of the sale, how could you know that definitively? One example of a trefa is if the Beis HaKoysos is one of the stomachs, has a puncture, and there's already a scab that grew over the puncture um, as it's healing. So Chazal t- tell us that it takes three days for a scab to start growing. So that means to say, if you find this scab today, you know that three days ago, right, there was for sure a mum. There was for sure a trefa, right? So if you bought it yesterday, so that means to say that at the time of the sale, it had a hole in it, Right? The scab doesn't help you. The scab doesn't, doesn't make it kosher. Right? The scab is just an indication of when this happened. If you find the puncture right now with no scab, so then you can say, well, maybe it happened already today in my rejoice. Who knows when it happened? But if it's already starting to heal, that means it's been there for at least three days. And if in the interim of those three days I had bought the animal, that means that when I bought it, it had a mum in it. So, so this is, he has the, to bring a proof that it happened earlier. Because we say, maybe it happens right now, and I'm going to make a very little variety. Vim lo yafsid, v'yiten hadamim imheim adayin biyodai. So, now this is a big chiddish over here. This is a big chiddish. Normally one might have said, that one second. It's a suffix when this happened. Maybe it should depend on if I've paid for it yet or not. If the whole vart is, we go, whenever you have a suffix, we know that you go with the muksuk, leave the money where it is. So one might have said that in this halacha, since it's a suffix, so I can't return it and get my money back because I can't force them to give me my money back. But let's say I haven't yet paid for it, maybe I don't have to pay for it. So the Shulchan Aruch is not like that. Mm-hmm. Shulchan Aruch says, 
Because the Gemara employs here an interesting concept. And the Gemara employs a concept that in whomever's possession, the suffix, has been found, he is the one who has to bring the proof. Normally, when it comes to monetary issues, we say, if it's a doubt, okay, leave everything as is. You want to be mighty with but when it comes to these types of sveikas, the Gemara says, The one who the suffolk has been found in his possession, he's the one who wants to make changes. In other words, because we look at it and we say, Hey, you have it already. There was a sale here. You may not have paid with your, with your, with your cash yet, but you made a mashicha. it's yours. You even shechted it, it's yours. So when you look at the story here, it's in your rishus. Now all of a sudden a suffix came to say, well maybe this was a mekach tais. Well let's look where the suffix happened. Suffix happened in your rishus. You have to prove it. So that means even if you have not yet paid for it, you must pay until you prove that it happened in the other person's rishus. Okay? Now it's interesting, if you look at the... Um, Pischei Tshuva, at the bottom, all the way at the bottom, third last line, he says, Havimekach um, Tois, he says, and he says, I think that nowadays this is not the minig. Meaning to say, if you buy an animal in Shechtet and you find it's a treifa, we say it's too bad on you. It's a risk you take. It's a risk you take when you buy an animal. Says the Pischei Tshuva, minig halacha. We find this concept in Mominus, right? We've had this numerous times. The custom could override the halach, if that's the custom. So when you buy it, it's aldas, the custom. He brings another case. He says, you always have to look at the minik. This is the same thing when you buy other things that are closed. In those days, I guess they used to buy with uh, pl- um, uh, uh, panes for windows, glass. They buy them in a closed box. And I guess sometimes they were broken, right? But uh, you get what you get, you know what I mean? You, whatever's in there, you get. That's one of the reasons I wanted to read this. Right? There's this concept that you buy a closed box esrog. Right? In some cities they have like that. You don't get to choose your esrog. Right? They want to keep the prices down. So they have people go through their esrog before, put them in boxes, and make grades. Grade A is $90. Grade B is $80. Right? That's it. And you take one out. If it's puzzle, they take it back. Which is part of the minute, right? According to this, even if it's puzzle, they wouldn't have to take it back. Because if it has a mom, if that's the deal. But that's usually what it is. If, it's, if a rub tells you it's puzzle, they'll take it back. But if not, you can't start saying, well, has a data and this and that. No, you get what you get, right? That's what you tell the kids. You get what you get, just like a gumball machine, right? That's what you tell the kids. There's no trading, right? So, that, so who says you're allowed to do such a thing? So says the Vizcachuva. That goes, that's the minute. When you buy it, that's the minute to do it. If that is not the minute to do it, so then that's a different story. Right, so then you could say one second. This is not what I asked for. But if that's the minig, he says, um, So in a situation where there's going to be a din tire about this, Bezdin has to first establish what's the minig. If there's no minig, then you'll see what Shulchan Aruch says. Now, this concept of wherever the the suffix 
is found, is the mites, is becomes the mitzi, he has to bring the raya. So we're going to see a machlaikas now on page sixty nine, a machlaikas shulchanarch and rama, which is really a machlaikas rama and rif, kinege taisvus and the rush, real uh, normal machlaikas shulchanarch and 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 the rama, shulchanarch go the rama and the rif, and and rama will go tais and the rush, and that is how to establish what is called birshusai. Now, in our case, it was very simple. The guy shechted the animal, was in his rishus. But let's look at page 69, Reish Chav Dalid. Um, and this is a Mishnah. Um, this is a Mishnah in, uh, in numerous places. The Sugya in numerous places, I'm sorry. Kol mi shenoilad sofik b'rshusay alav l'haviraya. Ketzat. So says the Shulchanach, what's the case? Hamach para b'chamar. We made a barter. I have a para and you have a chamar. And I need the chamar and you need the para. So we're going to make a switch. Umoshech bala chamar as a para. So the owner of the chamar made a meshicha on the para. That's the kinyan. Okay? When he makes that kinyan, automatically the other um, animal goes to the... To the um, Again, what happened over here? The Balachamar was Meshech the Para. When he does that, the trade happens. Which means that the Chamar now automatically belongs to the former Balapara. Mm-hmm. So Al So Al Balachamar Lahaviraya So what happened? He went to go get his chamar, the balapara. Over here when it says, well, he speak limshach, it doesn't mean a kinyan. It means he didn't get it, he didn't take possession of it yet. So he goes there, he goes to the barn, and he says, um, where's the chamar? And he walks in there, the chamar is dead. The chamar is dead. Now when did it die? When did it die? Before the transaction? Or after the transaction? If it died before the mashicha and the para, so then... If it died before that, I mean, this was a mekachtais. Because when you took my para, your chamar was dead already. I didn't want it. If you first took the para, and then it died afterwards, my bad luck. It died before I was able to do anything. So, says the Shulchan Aruch, The Baal HaChamor has to bring a proof that the Chamor was alive when he made the Meshicha. Why? Because since the Baal HaPara has not yet taken possession of it, now, again, not Kinyonim wise, because that's what we're arguing, that's the Shaila here, but he hasn't taken possession. So where is the Chamor? It's in its home stable, or whatever, its home barn, right? That's the Baal HaChamor's Rishus. So that's called the Suffolk was Nailad Bershusai. Because it's standing in his Rishus, and the Suffolk is, when did this die? Did it die before or after? So he has to bring a Raya that it was alive, Bishas the Mechira. That is the Ramam and the Rif and the Shulchan Aruch Paskani. Says the Ramah Haga, Rim, the Al Bal Raya. Why? Because halachically, who's the owner of it? The Balha Chamar was Moshech the Para. At that instant, the Chamar became the other guy's Chamar. Yeah. Okay? So when we look at the picture now, what do we see? 
When you look at the picture, you see now the Baal HaChamar is a proud new owner of a cow. And we look at the, and they said Mazel Tov to each other, because the owner of the cow is now a proud new owner of a donkey. So that's what we see. And all of a sudden now we say, oh, one second, he says, no, maybe it, died, it was dead before. No, it's in your Rishos. What do you mean? It's in his barn. No, no, but it's in your Rishos. Because you, the Kenyan, as far as we know, was a valid Kenyan. So that's called in your Rishos. So that's a machlaikas here, how to define what's called noilud bershusa. Like I said, the case where the guy took the par and shechted it, that's an obvious case. But over here, it's standing in one person's rishus, but it's owned if everything went keshura, by a different person. Which one is the one it's called? Suffolk was Neuler Rishusai. The Rambam and the Rif and the Shulchanar are asking the one whose Rishus it's standing in. So now you have to pro- prove that it was alive and the Kenyan was Chal and then it dropped dead. And the Tyson and the Rush say no. And the Rambam passes like that. No. The way we see the picture... It's already owned by the Balapara. This Hamar is owned by the Balapara. He wants to now say it was dead and it never happened the way we think it happened. That's called in his Rishos. So that, um, that is one child over here and how to understand this halach. Okay, so now, um, you know, so this could be the get. This is in the get. If a person buys something from somebody else and then... Um, you know, all of a sudden they go start it up and they notice that, you know, I don't know, you buy a lawnmower from somebody, right? Then you go mow the lawn and all of a sudden you go uh, and you notice that there's something wrong with it. When did that um, defect happen? Obviously, if it's clear that it was always there, or it's been there for a long time, it's a But if it's a suffix, so then it would be a love, lahaviraya, that it happened before he bought it and he has the right to retract. Okay, now let us look at page 72. And continue this story. Well, correct, yeah, yeah, correct. Uh, obvious, right, to the best of his ability, because it, again, if it's something obvious, it'll be something obvious, right? But if it's something not, it'll be a love, love, right, correct. So let's see page 72. Page 72 is the Ramam, Hilchas Mechira, Perak, Chamisha, Perak, Tezvav, Halacha Gimel. Our case, you find something that is a mum. We know already that halacha. You give it back even after many years. There's no statute of limitations. Why? Because it's a mekach tois. Says the Rambam, it's only if you didn't continue using it after you found the mum. What are you doing? You got something that has a defect in it, and you're saying that it's no meeting of the minds. If that's true, you're not allowed to continue to use it. If you do use it, you know what that means? That you're being Michael. You're being Michael, and then you can't retract anymore. Now, the Rambam, um, the Rambam doesn't bring, it is a, cl- a, a clear source for this, 
And at the same time, he doesn't say that it's his own Chiddush. So if you look in the Magen Mishnah, on the, where the gray is over there, but we're going to skip the, well, let's do the whole thing. See where the gray is over there, like three lines before it gets wide, on the left-hand side there. The end of the line, it says, mm-hmm. Some write, mm-hmm. Some say, if it was something that you could have immediately found, mm-hmm. Let's say you had the ability to try it out. You had the ability to test drive it. Let's see if it works. Let's start it up. And you didn't. So this Yesh Mishayimer is taking it a step further. It's not just the shot you found the moment you used it. Whenever you buy something and you have the opportunity, the ability to test it out, and if you would have tested it out, it's something you would have seen. Now, if it's something you wouldn't have seen, it doesn't make a difference. But if it's something you would have seen, and you weren't makbid to test it, yesh mishaymer, that that's it. That means you were Michael, you were Michael, any of these types of things. Again, if it's something that testing wouldn't have found, right, or it's something that, um, you know, it takes, uh, let's say, you know, um, it takes a lot of time till it happens, right, or till it shows up, for example. So, for example, let's say you, you know, you test drive a car, and, um, and, um, I don't know, it's not, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's the winter outside. So you turn on the heat, the heat works, right? And then, the summer comes, you turn on the air conditioning, the air conditioning doesn't work, right? So, yeah, so, so, th- is that called that I had the ability to test it or not? Now, you could have tested it, See, this becomes very, it's a very gray area here. What does this mean? That if I had the ability, and I didn't. I didn't decide to test it out. So why didn't I decide to test it out? I didn't decide to test it out because I don't care. But if I have another reason why I didn't test it out, for example, who thinks about air conditioning when it's 20 below, right? If I would have thought about it, I would have tested it out. Right? Now, of course, a, a savvy a purchaser should do this, but you can't then say the guy was giving up his right because he didn't do it. So now it becomes very, very dachistic, very, very gray for Dayanim to try to figure out what was the intention of the person. Okay? So that's halacha number one. Now, continues the Rava Magid, This is that the Rambam says you should, that, oh, it's only if you didn't use it. Magamishna finds a source for the Rambam in a Chazal that says if a person marries a woman and he lives with her, a bala, and then he's, she finds that she has mumin. So now, if he marries her, uh, uh, just Kedushin, and then you know she comes into the house and she's full of mumin, so he says, I'm not marrying a woman with mumin. But if he was Bala Vinim Saba Mumin, the Gemara says, Amrinan Chazak Adam Shaisabikais Elim Kain Baitkai. Person doesn't use something. It's a little bit of a I don't want to say crude Khasvishalam the way the Gemara is saying it. The key is stick a way of saying it, but a crude way of saying it, you don't use something unless you make sure you check it out. So Mamela, he wouldn't have lived with her before checking out that she had no mumin. So therefore, if he wants a divorce her Vachai Biksuba, because it's not a Mekhtais. So the Ramam learned from there that if you use something, that means to say that you are happy with your purchase. And therefore, if you find a mum afterwards, it's too bad. What would you use it for? Or the other way around, the Ramam is saying that if you 
I shouldn't say that. That's not the right way of saying it. The, the, the Rambam is saying the opposite. You found the mum, and then you continue to use it. So you know about the mum, and you continue to use it. Just like this man. He's claiming, oh, she has all these mumin. But if you lived with her, that means you saw the mumin, and you continue to live with her. So it means you're Michael. So you know there's a mum, says the Rambam. Why are you using it? It means you're Michael. Okay? The extension of that is the beginning of the Rav Magid. If I had the ability to test it out, is that also called a Mechila or not? Okay, so this is a very important thing. If you want to claim Mekach Tais, are you allowed to continue using it? Now, let's look at the, let's look at the Ritva on page 73, and he clarifies this, and he puts down Klalim. Now, the Ritva is actually talking about by Aina. Very interesting Ritva. He's talking by Aina, but we know that when I know it's more than a six, it's bitul mekach. It's the same thing. It's like a mekach tois. So says the ritzvah like this. Over there on page 73, Yes, Rashtus bitul mekach, Pirish Yushneam Chayzun. Vav You should know. Shem nishtamish halekeach b'mekach yeshle gimel dinim. If the lekeach used it, there are three distinct halachas. Number one. If he used it before, he recognized that he was cheated. So he just gives it back. What are you supposed to do? Right? He didn't know there was a mum, so he got to use it. If he used it after he recognized that he was cheated. Again, this, all this will apply with Mekach as well. That's just the context he's saying it. Before he informed the Meicher that he knew he was cheated, so what are you doing? If you're going to be mevatel it, so why are you using it? Machal einasai, it's too bad. You're Meichel. Shim loykein lehavle the shnamish by gaven the havi. What's beis mem? Bitul mekach. If it's bitul mekach, that means you're saying it's not a sale. What are you using it for? You can't use it. Must be your Michael. And that's our case. Now he says, interesting thing. Let's say he was makir the Aina, meaning he's makir that it was cheated. And he went and he told the Meicher, we're being mevatel the Mekach. No Mekach anymore. And then he went and he used it. Okay. So, in that case, he's not Michael Because he informed him, I'm mevatel the Mekach. One second, you use something that's someone else's thing. You have to pay him a rental fee, some type of usage fee. Or if the guy lost something because you used it, you've got to pay the loss. Um, okay. There's a fourth halacha, this is not negat to bitul mekach, to us. But the But once we know the halachas, when I know is exactly a sixth, so there is no bitul mekach. That's kiyom hamekach, and you just get your six back. So avagav the hikar I know and nishdamish by lehipsid. You're allowed to use it. The akarch It's yours. If anything, you have no right to retract. So of course you could use it. So this is what the Ridva is telling us. If you used it and then found the mum. So, no problem, because what are you supposed to do? You had a right to use it. You don't even have to pay for the usage. You could say, okay, bitul mekach. If you found the mum, did not tell the meicher, and used it anyways, that means you're meicher. What are you using it for? If you 
found the mom, told the meicher, and then continued to use it, so you got to pay a rental fee. you got to pay a usage fee for it. So, now, what's, now, however, this also has a gray area to it, if you think about it. The fact that I used it after I found the mum is a mechila. But what if it's not a mechila? For example, you rent a car. Rent a car, right? So you rent a car for a week, you're going on a trip. And you're driving, you rent a car, and you drive it, and you're 50 miles away from the rental place, and all of a sudden, it's hot outside, turn on, air conditioning doesn't work. Air conditioning doesn't work. Well, well that's a mum. I need a car for a week in the summer, I need air conditioning. So, I'll say, okay, no problem. You know what? I'm going to go back to the rental car place and get a new car. That's fine. But if I go back now, I'm going to ruin my whole day. I have a trip. I got tickets to uh, whatever. I got to go, so I'm going to ruin my whole day. So you know what? I'm going to continue driving this car without the air conditioning. And when we get back tonight, I'll go to the rental car place and tell them it was a Mechach Tais. Is that a mechila? That's not a mechila. The fact that he used it afterwards is not a mechila. Now probably what he should do is call the rental car place and say, you know what, there's no air conditioning, I'm going to bring it back, and I plan on bringing it back later because I'm already 50 miles out. doesn't make sense. But even if he doesn't, the fact that he continued to use it is not a riot that he's mechil. There's another reason. So again, just like we said before, in the case of the testing, it, you could have tested it, there's a lot of things that once you want to say the person's actions show mechila, so now the dayanim are going to have to make, you know, be very careful to figure out the context of the situation if it really shows mechila or not. Um, now the last thing we'll just mention here, is on page 74 and page 75, is a long, long Pischei Tshuva. Um, and basically the Pischei Tshuva here is bringing, um, is bringing, now first of all, this thing that I just said about um, if the buyer had a valid reason to use it, even though you know, he plans on returning it, so it's not a riot mechila. So that on page 75, um, um, he, he, brings, he brings that the Pischit Shuva um, talks about that as well, and says what I just said. Um, but the main part of this, uh, let's take a look at it actually. Um, if you look on page 75, so Pischit Shuva, on the right side, the column on the right side where it has that gray area on it. So if you go down about, uh, I don't know, eight, nine, ten lines, there's like a little space in the middle of the line. Then it says, Let's say you couldn't have returned it. The guy wasn't home. So, that case over there is talking about that when a person is a Shemar Aved, you find an animal, right? So, animals cost money, right? You got to feed it, you got to take care of it. So, if it's an animal that's Oisev which means to say, it also could work and produce the amount of money that it, uh, it costs to, to maintain. 
So I'm allowed to use the animal. Normally, a Shemer Aveda, you're not supposed to, you're not allowed to use the Aveda. But here, I don't have to lose money on it. And in fact, if it's Eichel more than it's Eisa, I mean, I'm going to take a loss, I could even sell it. I could even sell it. Because Chazal say, what's going to happen? The guy's going to come back and you're going to say, here's your animal and here's the bill for its care, which is worth more than the animal. So you have no, you're not giving back anything, right? So the, the Gemara says that. Rashi brings it down in, in Parshish Mishpatim. So you're allowed to be, so says the Nesivas, in such a situation, is using the animal a raya that you are Michael the moment? That's not the case. The case is, I want to return it. You're not home. So I took it to my house because you're coming back in a week. What am I supposed to do with it for a week? Right? It should only cost me money? No. I'm going to use it because just like a Shaymar Aved is allowed to use it. So my using it is not an indication that I was Michael. There's another reason for it. So that's very similar to our case that whenever you have another reason for it, it's not a Raya Mechila. So that's on page 75. On page 74, the first halacha that we saw in the Maga Mishnah where he says that if you have the ability to discover the defect by testing it, and you didn't, is a raya that you're Michael. So, um, so the, um, he brings down a lot of achroinim that, um, that uh, argue with it. On the bottom there, you see, like, he sums it up a, a little bit. He brings, he says in the third line, the Shavos Yaakov suggests, they're referring to a difference, they're referring to, I'm sorry, it's the first line. Pischei Tshuva cites several sources that seem to disagree with the Magad Mishnah. So it seems a machlaikis. Just because you could have tested it out and you didn't is not a Rayer Michael. And the Shavosiyakov wants to make shalom between the different shitas. And he says that it depends what the story is. If he could have checked it out before he bought it and he chose not to, the guy says, maybe you want to test it? Nah, it's okay. Okay, so you had the opportunity to test it. Then you're being Michael. But let's say it's something that even if you would have tested it, it's not so clear that you would have found the mum. Or maybe there wasn't such an opportunity to test it. Um, so then it's not a rye anymore. So basically what the Shavuz Yaakov is saying is what we said. You got to look at the circumstance. It's not so clear cut just because I could have is a raya that I am, that I am Michael. Um, so that is a, another piece of this picture. So basically, just to sum it up over here, what we learned tonight, and Bez Hashem will um, continue with this um, next week, and that is, number one, the first concept about uh, when you find the mum later, and it's not so clear that it was a mum at the time of the sale, it's a suffix, so uh, who's the one who has to bring the raya? So, and we said it's not just about who has the money, it's about in whose rishus it was noilad. Then we had a machlekes. What's called your rishus? Is it the rishus where it's standing, or is it the halachic rishus according to the way the story unfolded without any changes? That was a machlekes shulchan aruch and rama. And now we have this new concept of if you use it after you find the mum without telling the owner. So then, that's a Raya Michael. If you tell him, that's Bittu Mecca. If you continue to use it, so you got to pay him for usage. I don't, I'm not sure you're allowed to continue to use it, but if you do, you still have to pay him for usage. However, if you don't tell him, that's a Raya that you're Michael. However, as we're saying from the Nesivas, if you're using it, it's not a Raya that you're Michael. There's another reason why you're using it, another side reason why you're using it, so then, then it's not a Raya of Mechila. And the same thing is with a case where I could have tested it out, says the Mishnah, Yesh Mishaymer, that's a Raya Amoichel. 
Shavuos Yaakov says, wait a second, is it always like that? Is this an argument? Maybe everybody agrees. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't, depending on the scenario. So this is a lot of, uh, of uh, machleksim over here and a lot of scenarios in the case of actually being mevatel the Mecca. Right, so in that case, as long as he could prove that it wasn't a mechila, right, for example, let's say the guy needed it for a, you know, I don't know, let's say I needed it for a job or something like that, right? He needed it for a job and that's why he bought it or why he rented it, right? And the, at that point, there was no way he let's say he'll take a major loss if he doesn't have it. But the evidence was good, but it wasn't what he paid for it, right? right? So again, that would be a case, you know, equipment. People a lot of times buy equipment, say you used it. I used it because I had no choice. When I was supposed to do it, I was on the sticks, you weren't around, there's nothing to do. Same thing with the car. Okay, we'll continue next time.